This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. And we are off to the Texas Association of Magicians. Uh, I don't know what number this is, but it's up there. <laughs> I don't know, over 75. We are, it's going to be in Houston, Texas here, and I would uh, normally just drive downtown because it's just a few minutes away from where I used to live, but now I have moved up to the Austin area to a town called Georgetown, which is north of Austin. I am uh, about uh, three or four hours away. So I am uh, going to... Um, I'm traveling in the car then right now with my uh, good friend and yours, Tom Vorjahan. Hey there, Tom. Hey, Scott. So, uh, he is. He and I are going to uh, be rooming together here this weekend, and actually he's going to be part of the convention in which he's going to be on a panel discussion. <clears throat> Did you know that? I, I, I found that out once I got here. <laughs> As with most conventions, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of things that happen in order to make the a convention actually happen. And that's the same thing with this. There were a few things that uh, at the end that happened. Uh, Mario the Maker was planning on being here, but unfortunately, due to uh, a family medical emergency, he was he and uh, Katie, his wife, were unable to make it. And so C.J. Johnson is uh, filling in. And then also uh, we're going to have a panel discussion uh, talking about children's magic and everything. And uh, Bill Tom's going to be talking about that and coming in as well with... Uh, C.J. Johnson and Katrina and uh, Jamie Salinas. And uh, just a lot of great talent here this week. Uh, we're going to be having the convention uh, topped off really by uh, Rob Lake, who is on Sunday night going to be doing his uh, big full illusion show I'm excited about. It's going to be opened by Michael Finney. So there you go. We're going to be having also uh, Steve Valentine. It's going to be on Saturday night along with Chris Carter. We're going to be having uh, Chad Long, Doug Kahn, Eric Tate. We're going to be having um, Harry Maurer is going to be performing on Friday night, and uh, along with uh, uh, Jake and uh, David Rangel. And the guest of honor this year is going to be Bill Palmer, who played Merlin at the Renaissance Festival for over 25 years. Anyhow, just a lot of people are going to be attending this. It's at the Galleria. Heck of a deal. Uh, there we've got it at the hotel, and it's just a few minutes' walk from the Galleria then itself. So. Uh, anyhow, I'm going to leave some more room with, so we can talk with other people throughout the rest of the day. Uh, we are heading up actually Thursday night, so we're going to be stuffing some the uh, registration packets with all the information so the registrants will know what's happening. And again, just had some last-minute changes to the schedule, but it's going to be just fantastic. Uh, any comments? What are you looking forward to, Tom? I'm looking forward to being back at the TAOM. You know, it's been 37 years. I believe it was my first big convention when I lived in Dallas in 1986. Uh, Moved there in July and went to the TAOM then in September. And uh, it was fantastic. uh, So, yeah, I don't don't expect other people to take nearly a 40-year hiatus. (laughs) But you have fond memories of it, obviously. Oh, yeah, it was great. And a lot of friends that you maintain over the years then as well. Like Scott Wells. Oh, there you go. That's right. 
And that's one of the things, too. This is a, a very family-oriented type of a convention. And again, I mentioned about Mario the Maker. we got C.J. Johnson doing that. So we always have things that are family-related. And then the late-night thing, I don't want to forget about Chip Romero, is going to be uh, presenting The Great Leon's Haunted House. And that's going to be, I think, on Saturday night, I believe. So anyhow, even if you can only make it down for a day package, those are available. You can't buy a day package at on the website but you can show up at the registration desk and pick up a, a, a daily uh, pass then as well to get in the dealer's room, all the lectures and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, any other last comments there, Tom? Looking forward to it. You know, there's not a bad magic convention out there in my estimation. It's just always great to hang with other magicians and people who have that same love of what, what I love. Well, you have a passion for magic, that's for sure, and you are the organizer of the Winter Carnival. So who's, or when, when's that going to be next year? Uh, March 7th, 8th, and 9th in the uh, beautiful town of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And where can people go to sign up for that and find more information? Uh, com. but I don't even know that uh, we have registrations open this far in advance. Uh, it's all done through the theater because we rent out an entire theater at the Country Tonight Theater. The dealer's room's in the lobby. All the activities take place there on the stage contests the lectures the shows so um but yeah keep an eye out uh you can get on our mailing list uh and become friends of ours on facebook and keep up with what we're doing there's another convention you guys ought to consider attending always a good time over in uh, pigeon forge and it that also if you get there early give you a chance to go and see terry evans woods haunted uh mansion or what was it called what was his uh, magic mansion that was it magic mansion. yeah because during the holidays uh, i say holidays actually during the uh, halloween holidays he has it turned into a haunted mansion and then he also for christmas has a christmas theme anyhow getting off a side in fact you can go back and listen to a couple of episodes i did with him in which he actually had taken us for a walking audible tour of his magic mansion so again we're off to houston and we will see you guys over on the other side oh yeah of course i know what you guys were interested in and that is uh, what i'm eating okay there's no dunkin donuts along the way but I've got a kolache. If you don't know what a kolache is, then look it up, ask someone, or ask me next time you see me. and take a little while. Search with a K. Search with a K, yes, kolache. And I have a cherry kolache and also a uh, uh, cream cheese uh, with uh, some milk. There we go, instead of coffee. So uh, what you you had a kolache too, didn't you? What'd you get? Yeah, I I sure did. Cream cheese? Yeah, cream cheese. It was delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. So there you have it. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Tom Forgehan. And I'll see you guys in Houston. Scotty out. Before we go too much further, I do want to welcome our newest friend of the Magic Word. And that is Johnny C. Uh, Juan Chavez. And uh, Johnny is the uh, has uh, made a heavenly uh, pledge. So he is now an angel uh, patron through Patreon. And I want to uh, thank him greatly for uh, putting his money where his ears are. And thank you, Johnny, for your uh, financial pledge and for enjoying the podcast. And I also am uh, looking forward to uh, meeting you. I understand uh, Johnny's going to be at the TAOM as well, so you might hear him 
on this. I'm going to see if I can hook up with him and have him say uh, hello. Uh, but I want to encourage others, if you have an opportunity, to uh, help us with your pledge or donation, however that you can perhaps help us, whether it's just nothing more than a cup of coffee a month. I mean, for $5 a month or whether you can afford a little bit more, perhaps like a nice uh, single malt scotch. If you want to donate, that's going to be $25 a month or more, that would all also be greatly appreciated. You can find out more information at the website at themagicwordpodcast.com uh, or at patreon.com slash themagicword. Thanks a lot, Johnny. We've arrived in Houston, and the TOM is uh, starting to get into full swing here on uh, Friday. Uh, as we were uh, departing uh, earlier, it, they were still getting the dealer's room set up and everything, but now we're starting to get some things in full swing. The dealer's room is open. The registration is open. We'll soon be having the first lecture coming up around 1 o'clock with uh, Dave and his son Jake Rangel at around 1 o'clock, as I said. And uh, right now I've got with I me. Mean, this, this whole convention is interspersed with... The um, uh, the glitterate of uh, magic. <laughs> we had John Sturck uh, here, who we'll probably talk to later, who is a current uh, reigning champion. No, he's the uh, most illustrious currently as the uh, president of the Society of American Magicians, and I've got them with me then right now. The vice president, someone who's going to be coming up next year, and uh, Mr. and also he is an artist who was the one not only who had designed and uh, drawn the beautiful posters that we have of Walter Blaney, but also the other one we're going to talk about in just a moment. But he has been signing and numbering a total of 125 different uh, posters, and uh, for those who are the first 125 uh, registered. Registrants who have come in. So, uh, who is that? It's Mr. John Midgley. Hey, John, how are you? I am so excited to be here. Thanks for talking to me. You're welcome. Thank you for all that you've done and for your contribution uh, here for the TAOM. This is going to be living in history. You know. Yeah, it was actually Matthew Crabtree. Uh, I've been doing these kind of montages and, and these things to honor um, greats of magic, especially if they didn't have a poster. Um, and so Matthew Crabtree is like, you got to do Walter Blaney. And so I did that. And then Gene reached out and he's like, hey, I got an idea. <laughs> and I was Gene like, Protus, yeah. yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, whatever you need, let's do it. And so Gene is the one who's the mastermind that, that uh, had all these posters produced, came up with the idea of the 125. And so here's a TAOM exclusive. A little behind the scenes, rumor is there is a 126th signed one. The question is, who owns that one? That's... <laughs> That's fun. That's going to be a mystery. Yeah. And then the other one, which was a surprise because you were saying on Facebook that uh, we have a second poster and it'll be revealed when you get here. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about it now. So uh, the guest of honor, Bill Palmer, um, I felt bad that we were doing this thing for Walter. And I was like, well, the guy they're, on- they're honoring doesn't have a – I've got to do an illustration. So I did an illustration. Um, I'll be presenting it to him tonight in framed and nice. Don't tell him. Um, but yeah, I, I showed Gene that, and he's like, ah, "We got to do this again." <laughs> and so, two posters. I, it was amazing. And you're not numbering the Merlin posters. No, I no. say Merlin because Bill Palmer is Merlin. That's it's the Renaissance right. Fest for 25 years. A- absolutely. Uh, if somebody wants it signed, um, what people have been doing is having Merlin sign them, and then um, you know, if they want, then I'll sign it too. But it's primarily for him to sign. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, pretty cool. Now, you've been doing a lot, and like recently you just completed John Rockerbomber. You're working on Billy McComb right now? <laughs> yeah, and some others. There's some, some other ones that have been completed that have never been shared. 
Um, and I'm constantly working on it. So sometimes when there's a break, it's because I'm practicing drawing shapes. And it's not, it's not glamorous. <laughs> Are you drawing this like on an iPad or a computer? Or what? So it started off initially all on paper. Uh, and then over the years, I upgraded to an iPad because I was paying somebody to color all of my art, and I didn't know how to do that. And so then I decided to learn how to do that. And so everything became easier on a digital platform, but I use an Apple Pencil. Everything's done by hand, um, even though it's a digital platform. Right. Uh, and as far as the selections, are they people that just come to your mind that you think are worthy for whatever reason? It start good question. It started with Tony Slidini was my first. Um, I'll probably start giving away those hard copy original uh, drawings early on when I started that. Um, but he was the first, and it was Bruce Calver that pointed out, oh, man, that'd be great if you were around to see it. And I was like, uh-oh, I, that's a good point. I need to start doing some things that maybe people will know that they're appreciated. Um, but I have still gone back to some of the some of our magicians that have left us, too. But, yeah. Well, I was shocked and surprised whenever that you first uh, started drawing my picture. I thought, wait a minute, that kind of looks like me. When you, <laughs> I thought, why me of all, all people? Uh, and so, again, it's just kind of people in your mind you think are worth uh, having a poster. Yeah, they don't have a poster. And, and these are people that I admire, and I would imagine other people admire them, too. And they might be interested in, for their magic room or something like that. And I don't sell them necessarily, right. but... That's why I was going to ask you next about commissioning things. I mean, to some, I assume by now you're starting to get a reputation of being an artist like this, that people will be coming to you and say, hey, can you do me, and how much would it be? Yeah, yeah. Um, some people have reached out. Um, I do quote a high price uh, for ones that I, that I do um, commissioned uh, because I like to have this be my fun place. Yeah. And so when it becomes work, that's, I, I'm afraid. Yeah, I might. I get afraid that I'll lose interest in it. Um, similar thing happened in my music career. Uh, before I was a magician, uh, I was very big into music. I played 17 instruments. I, uh, at one point, had the number one song on MySpace way back when. Um, and I got so burned out because it became work and it wasn't fun anymore. And so magic took over at that point. And so I have to be real cautious with that. But I do a uh, couple folks. I, I've done stuff in trade. Um, and that's a lot of fun because I really admire them. And then I get the material that they've worked on, which is well worth uh, the money. Right. So right. that's normally how I do it. I don't like to necessarily do it with money. Right. Just kind of a trade-out, yeah. you know, swap stuff. Well, the magicians have so much work that they put into things. So I'll give you a uh, Dan Fleshman is one of my favorite posters I've done. I love Dan. He's so nice. Such a genuine and a phenomenal great magician. Um, and then... I, he asked, he inquired if I would do one. I'd be like, I'd love to do one. And then I just on the offhand said, man, if you want to send me something, you know, that'd be great. Because I love, I, he put that energy, that work in, and boy, did he send me a lot of material. And that was awesome. He's got a lot of stuff. So they're all good. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, so glad that you're here. Did you bring your family or just you? Just me this time. Family stayed back in. Well, New Orleans, it was great to meet uh, your wife and kids and everybody at uh, I'm glad they support you then, too. Yeah, that's right. I think it's more of acceptance. So for the longest time, there's a lot of questioning, and now it's just like, well, he's going to do it. (laughs) 
I guess we might as well jump on board. He's serious about this. Okay? Right. I For do. now. And, yeah. you know, what's it going to be next time? Is music and now magic? Where is he going next? Right. Well, well, I got my wife because of music. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's how I attracted her. Uh, spider caught a fly. That's kind of funny. It's like my son also, Nick, uh, learned uh, fire eating from uh, Brian Brushwood, and he was uh, touring with him. Uh, and when he was at a party one time, his wife had was drawn to him like a moth to a flame, almost quite literally. She said, you know, they were drinking beer, and she said, that guy's pretty cool. Look yeah. at that. He's eating fire. And they went to start up a conversation, and the rest is history, they, you know. So. Right. And then, they, know. and then they learned the, the real you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a shrug and like, well, I'm in it now. That's right. Yeah, I'm already committed. <laughs> yeah. My wife's been trying to fix me for, for decades. And Good luck with that. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I'm definitely a better person. Easier to con- correct you than you to correct her. Oh, well, she, how can one correct perfection? Perfection. There you mm-hmm. Okay, she's listening to this, right? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> love you, honey. That's right. <laughs> I love you too, dear. <laughs> John, thanks very much for sitting down and chatting. Thanks for all that you've done in designing these posters and signing and taking the time and kind of hanging out. And also, I'm thanking you in advance for being the president or vice president currently, but eventually yeah, uh, all the working of it. Yeah, oh, right. my gosh. I'm in it yeah, now. Yeah, you are in it. Big time. <laughs> That's good. So, with the Magic Word Podcast, that was John Midgley, Scotty Al. We're in the dealer's room, and the reason it's not quite too noisy right now is because the first lecture has begun also uh, for the convention, which is uh, going on concurrently with uh, the dealer's room being open, and that's uh, Dave and Jake Rangel. And I've got with me one of the people, actually, who is a, a dealer over here, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about something you guys, I think, will be interested in. Please welcome my guest, Kent Cummins, a past president of the tech, TAOM, too, by the way. True enough, 1983. That was a few years back. <laughs> yes, indeed it was. But you've had a career in magic full-time for like 70, is that right? Uh, next year will be my 75th year as a magician, okay. full-time since 1986. And tell me about the Magic Center. What's going on? Okay, well, you did an entire episode in my Magic Center, which is in Georgetown, Texas, but that's not what you're asking me. Right. More than a decade ago... Uh, The Society of American Magicians was looking for a place to have a national magic center, and they had tentatively chosen Austin, but it fell through for a variety of reasons. And so we decided we would do a Texas magic center, and we found a location, and it fell through for reasons that made sense but bothered us. And then we found another one, and it fell through, and we found a third one, and it fell through. About this time, I got very discouraged and frustrated, and it was about the time that I was moving to Georgetown in order to be closer to my grandkids. My wife and I were moving to Georgetown. And uh, so didn't worry about Texas Magic Center anymore, and that's when I set up the fantastic Magic Center in Georgetown, which is my history, my collections. It's not just about me by any means, but it's about all the things I've collected over the years. A lot of history there, and if people want to visit that, of course, it's a private museum. They should contact you, and you come and open it for them. Absolutely. I love showing it off. And when I say it's not just about me, I have at least half a dozen versions of the Tarbell course, including the mimeographed sheets that he sent out initially, and I have his autograph in my 1957 IBM souvenir program. So, no, it's not just about me by any means. But uh, it is mine. And just a few months ago, I was contacted by the new secretary of the Texas Association of Magicians, Cindy. Cindy Big Horse. Cindy Big Horse. And she said, 
Kent, there's a location that I'm aware of that might make a Texas Magic Center. And never mind that particular location because that's not the point at the moment. The point is all of a sudden there's new energy about creating a Texas Magic Center. And it could be in Austin, it could be in Houston, it could be in Dallas, it could be in Georgetown. But the important thing would be to have it happen. And my friend, our mutual friend, Chris Walden, once told me when I was talking about the Magic Center, said, do you know the story of the little red hen? Well, I do know the story of the little red hen. My famous uncle, Jack Kent, did an illustrated nursery rhymes book, and that's one of the stories in it. And the little red hen uh, decided that she was going to, yeah, she was going to do some wonderful project. Oh, she was going to, I guess, uh, make some bread. And to do that, she had to buy some wheat seeds. And she said, who wants to come to the store with me and get wheat seeds? And nobody wanted to. I said, I'll do it myself. And then she had to, to plant them. And who wants to help me harvest them? And nobody wanted to help her. Well, I have to do it myself. And when she finally baked the bread, she says, who wants to help me eat the bread? And everybody jumps up. She says, no, I think I'm going to do it myself. And Chris suggested that the Magic Center was much like that. I was always interested in doing anything that it took. And everybody else said, oh, yeah, well, that's interesting. Let me know when it's open. The situation has changed. It's not me that started this. It's Cindy Bighorse. It's not me that's talking about financing. It's Trixie Bond. It's not me that's trying to make all of this work. It's some of the movers and shakers in the magic community. And so I am excited to be able to put a team together. We have a seven-person board of directors, and it's not going to be about what I want. It's going to be about what these important people talk about and feel will work best for the history of Texas. And we're just, I mean, Adam Dunraven, a well-known attorney in Austin and, and president of the SAM Assembly 206 right now, uh, who sadly is not with us this weekend because he got COVID despite all of the stuff that, uh, I mean, he's had all the vaccinations, he's been careful and whatever, but the disease is insidious. It attacks people. And uh, so he's not here now, but he's already put in the uh, request for the Texas Magic Center to be a Texas nonprofit corporation. And that's probably been approved by now because that's already been done. It's 501c3 organization? No, it's a Texas nonprofit corporation. The 501c3 designation is granted not by the Secretary of State of Texas, but by the IRS. It's a national designation. And we're putting a few more pieces of information together before we send that request in to the IRS. And that takes a month or two or three, depending on a lot of different situations. But he's already written the bylaws for it. We already have a group together. We're working on it. And, and I have had TexasMagicCenter.com, the URL, for at least 12 years. <laughs> and so now we have opened the site. So if you go to TexasMagicCenter.com, you'll see an AI-generated uh, building. And you'll see a paragraph or two about why it's important, because it is important. And uh, there'll be a place where you can sign up to be on the newsletter to keep track of what's going on. And a place for you to indicate if you have a particular interest in the Texas Magic Center for whatever reason. There's some boxes you can check off. But when I say it's important, uh, Willard the Wizard, that's Texas. Yeah. Mark Wilson, that's Texas. 
Walter Zaney Blaney, that's Texas. Bill Palmer, that we're, at, that we're honoring at this convention, that's Texas. I mean, Blackstone Jr. went to the University of Texas. Ramon Galindo, that's Texas. Gake Blackstone was from Dallas. Absolutely. So it is really important to preserve the history of Texas. I love what David Copperfield is doing to preserve the history of magic at his so-called secret museum in Las Vegas that everybody knows where it is. But, and I love the fact that he has a separate area devoted to Walter Blaney. I mean, this is just marvelous. But we need our own Texas museum. People go to the Magic Castle in Hollywood. They go to his secret museum in, uh, uh, in Las Vegas. They go to special places in New York and Chicago. They go to the Magic Circle. You and I are both members of the Magic Circle in London. And they go there to that marvelous headquarters. Where do they go in Texas? Where do they go? Well, the answer is going to be the Texas Magic Center. I'm excited. Well, what can people do uh, as we start to wrap up over here uh, as far as trying to help by giving some ideas or uh, donations? And as far as going to the website, they can uh, write you then? That is the thing to do is to go to the website and let us know your interest. But, of course, anytime you can find Kent at KentCummins.com, uh, I'm always happy to talk about it. That's Cummins without a G. That is Cummins without a G. And go to uh, my, my, my own Magic Center website, fantasticmagiccenter.com, and you'll get a sense of some of the things that I'm developing. Plus, my podcast is on that website. Your podcast, of course, is well-known, and uh, you'll, you'll be promoting it all during this particular thing. <laughs> That's right. But uh, uh, it's important. Yeah, it is. And if you guys feel that you want to help in any way that you can, uh, please go check out the website as well. Kent, good luck. Thanks very much. Thank you. And you mentioned that I'm in the dealer's room. The reason we have a booth is because we try and preserve the magician's estates to keep them out of the landfill. Everything we're selling in our booth is from some widow or some magician who otherwise the stuff would have gotten thrown away. Yeah, yeah. Well, keeping the... uh, Keeping it circulated, I guess. That's great. Absolutely. Kent, thanks again. Very good talking with you. Thank you, Scott. (laughs) So the Magic Word Podcast. That was Kent Cummins. Scotty out. I mentioned we were in the dealer's room, and I think it's important we actually talk with the person who is the dealer chairman for this year's uh, TOM convention. Here he is, Charlie Randall. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Fantastic. So we have uh, a good mix of dealers around here then. We, we, we did pretty well. I'm pretty happy. A uh, little worried. The room is smaller than we thought, so are we going to be able to get everybody in here? And we actually had to put the lectures outside and, and the SAM guys, but the rest of everybody fit in pretty well. And uh, it's, it's a little tight, but that also makes it kind of intimate and, it does. and, and exciting and all. And There's yeah. no place for any people to hang out in here. You have to kind of have yeah. session out there somewhere. Yeah, you do. And we, originally we thought the room was so big, <laughs> we would put extra tables in the middle for people just to sit around and chit-chat and everything. Yeah. That was the idea. Boy, were <laughs> we, we wrong. And we have a total of what, 10 or 11, 12? There are... 
Well, there's 10 dealers plus then the SAM and the lecture guide. Uh, I'm sorry, 11 dealers plus SAM and, and, and the, the lectures. And the, But there's one guy that hadn't showed up yet, local leather guy. Leather guy. Which we're hoping. Uh, Shane. 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 Anyway, but hopefully he'll make it. We haven't seen him yet. Uh, but no, it's, it's, it is a very good mixture. Um, and I got Sayo over there. He's bringing stuff in basically from. Japan and everything, and, and we got books, and we got Jeff Copeland with coins, and Harry over here with Daytona, a mixture of stuff, and, and local guys, and yeah, it's it's a it's a good mixture. Yeah, you're saying Don Brussel because someone was saying we do are going to have a book guy. Well, yep, Don's here since there's no H and R actually. No H and R. Yeah, several people said you don't have a booth. It's like, hey, Don can do that. <laughs> Let him lift the heavy stuff. And what are you doing, by the way, as far as publishing something new? As far as the uh, trust books are finished, what are you working the, on? The trust books are finished. All mine volumes finally finished that after 15 years. Uh, right now, I'm working on uh, another uh, Lewis Jones book. So, I it may have to be two books because it's just getting too big. Uh, and, and I always hate the really big books. Just you know, they're hard to handle and everything and all. So I'll, I'll probably separate into two, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm going to try something a little different on layout with this one. We'll see how it works and whether or not it'll be one or two books. But yeah, those hopefully will be out. At least the first one, maybe by the end of the year. We'll see how it goes. If I'm how, how fast I move. <laughs> well, I know. Speaking of that, that Eric Mead has been working that Tim Conover book forever. And when we were Magic Live yeah. earlier this year, he was finally announcing a date. Said, I think. Uh, yeah, he's basically saying it'll be out soon. And and you know, I, I got you know to the point where I didn't want to ask him anymore. Yeah. And and he was almost like you'd ask him, and you could almost see like his temperature <laughs> rising. It's like, all right, I I'm, I'm not asking that anymore. I really want to see that book, but I'm not asking anymore because that's going to be a great book. Uh, first the last all, two books that really came out that were uh, bestsellers uh, was the Harrison Greenbaum book of uh, You're All Terrible and then also terrible. Charlie Fry's book, which was oh, awesome. Too. It, they're, they're both. I, ha- I haven't, other than a little bit, I haven't seen the Harrison Greenbaum book, but he's such a funny guy. I can't imagine. The Charlie Fry book, I have looked at a lot. It is really good. And it's just beautifully done. It's color. just it very. The graphics are great. You know, I'm jealous as a book publisher. It's just so good looking. Uh, and then Charlie's the guy's just a genius. I mean, just a physical genius, a mental genius, physical genius, just such a great thing. And he has all these great ideas. He's the new Johnny Thompson. Yeah, in, in certain ways, yeah. He just, but he's more. I mean, you know, he just because he does, he does these impossible things, and it's like, you know, does a guy ever sleep? No, I think all he ever does is practice. He has to practice to keep up that good. So yeah, it just it even during COVID, he was uh, oh, doing, doing daily things. Those were fantastic. Those were fantastic. You got to put those together and sell them as a. DVD or download or something or yeah. whatever and all. So, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, Charlie, thank you very much for uh, coming and chatting with us and also for putting Always this together nice. and contacting all these great dealers. Hey, now, you know, I got a lot of comments. I say a lot. Several comments about the last time you and I talked at... Okay, what did we do? Oh, <laughs> the, the, the burlesque show. Yes. The comments about that. You know, even Stan Allen stopped me at Magic Live. Said, hey, best thing on Scott's podcast in a long time. It's like, oh, man, what did I say? I have to go back and listen. I was trying to be clean but uh so anyway it was the burlesque show and whose show was i forgot now it's been michael a couple Bardot? of conventions no michael's show that's right yeah, yeah. and uh, so yeah that was great and uh something i don't think you'll ever see at a, a magic convention again that was <laughs> or maybe we have an extra charge event late <laughs> night you know uh anyway true enough charlie thanks again sure. anytime okay. the magic word podcast that was charlie randall scotty out
Continuing along in the dealer's room here a little bit while it's uh, still a little bit calm, while the lecture's still going on, I thought I'd talk with J.D. Stewart, who is one of the dealers here. But not only that, I wanted to talk a little bit about his Magic Academy and the lectures he does on Sunday. If you guys don't subscribe to that or don't attend that, you should. Here he is, J.D. Stewart. Hey, J.D. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? Thanks Fantastic. for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I was one of your lecturers one yes, time for right. your Academy. Well, I, I did that because I needed a really good lecture. <laughs> After all the other people we had, like Mike Amar and all these yeah, other guys, are no-name I, people. Yeah, so. I really needed someone good. <laughs> so tell people who are not familiar with the Magic Academy what that is. Sure. Uh, what the Magic Academy is dedicated to is trying to provide quality, magical education for magicians worldwide. And so that, that's what we do. We have lectures that are Was it free. an outgrowth of uh, COVID during lockdown? Well, uh, well okay, I'm going to exactly how it started. Okay. Uh, we had, I had scheduled, I was running the lectures at the time for Austin. And we had uh, scheduled Nathan Cranzel. And just at that time, everything locked down. So I called Nathan and I said, hey, what if we do this virtually? And he said, I've never done that before. I said, well, what do you got to lose? Yeah. And so he said, okay. And so uh, we had that for Austin. But then I sent out um, messages to everyone in TAOM, so it went throughout Texas. Nathan said, hey, do you mind if I invited anybody else? And I said, invite as many as you want. And so it actually went very, very well. Uh, and so that was our very first lecture. And Nathan called me up a couple weeks later, asked me if I could host another one for another group. Sure, why not? And at that one, someone mentioned that I get a hold of David Regal because they were trying to get a hold of him and couldn't because of lockdown. I said, well, I thought, well, what have I got to lose? So I called David. David said, sure. And we were off to the races yeah. at that point in time. So uh, we've done that twice a month, uh, now for three years. And it's open and free to listen to the first time. Yeah. It, live. If you attend live, it's free. Uh, well, I, I say that. We've recently changed that uh, so that it's free if you want it to be free. However, you can pay if you want to. Okay. So, so it's you pay what you donations, you mean? Or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, it's uh, pay what you want. Pay what you can. You know, uh, But uh, free or zero is a valid number. Okay, so, and, but but to join, you have to join, access yeah. to... Yeah, if you're a member of the Academy, you get replays of everybody we've done, uh, except for Nathan, who was our first one, because I didn't have permission from him to replay that. Okay. So that's the only one we don't have. Uh, but everybody else we've had, we've had some really good people. We've gone business uh, lectures. We've had close-up. We've had stage. We've had guys talking about taking uh, stage stuff and moving it to close-up. Uh, it was just really, really interesting. And, and people from all over the world, uh, as well as France, Spain, England. Uh, you know, so we've had uh, lecturers from all over the world and some really, really good lectures. I mean, we even had Scott Wells. <laughs> you really went to the very top right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so once they join, do they have those in perpetuity? Do they, or is it just as long as you're a member? As long as you're a member, you can go back to all of the replays as long as you're a member. Is it a monthly fee? It is a monthly fee or an annual, or an annual fee, either way. Okay. It's, it's, it's what does it run? Say again? What's the price? What does it, run? it is about $15 for a monthly and $150 for uh, an annual. So you get two extra months, basically. Yeah, you get basically yeah. two extra months. Okay. Yeah, if you go annual. Uh, how many people currently do you have in the academy? We join? currently have about. 80 people, uh, paid members in, in the academy. Uh, we also, uh, I'm, I'm, right now I'm starting to sell individual lectures or individual replays. Yeah. So some people can do that if they have a particular le lecture they want to as well. It sounds like you're really doing a good service. And for those who are interested, where do they go and how do they find you? Uh, they can go to newmagicacademy.com 
and that that's the main site. If you want to become a member, newmagicacademy.com slash join, and you can become a member there. Okay. That's newmagicacademy.com. That's right. Newmagicacademy.com. Uh, and also, check out our, our upcoming events. Uh, go to the, in the uh, menu up Who's the top. Who's coming soon? Uh, our next person is Doug Anderson mm-hmm. from uh, Oklahoma. And then after him, we have Joel Bauer. Uh, so uh, trade shows, trade shows, and uh, he he's promising uh, uh, the world. <laughs> Not sure, he does, and he delivers. <laughs> he does, he does. I'm really excited to have him. He was he uh, came recommended to me, and uh, he's he is. I can tell he's excited about it as well because yeah. he calls me about once a week at least. Yeah, about about it. So <laughs> we've had a lot of great people, and some more that are coming up. That's great. And uh, how you've been coming to TOM for so many years as well. You've enjoyed this convention. Right? I have. I've been here since my first TOM was 2009. And so then that was in Houston. So I, I'm come full circle now. So. Now you come back again. You're That's not right. quitting. No, 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 no. <laughs> so if you say full circle, you're getting ready to get on that ride again. That's right. I'm right. That's right. <laughs> J.D., thanks very much. Thank Good you. chatting with you. Thank you, Scott. So with the Magic Word Podcast, what? I was just going to say thank you. And thanks for being a lecturer on the New Magic Academy. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, if you join, you can go back and listen to that. That's there we right. go. Yeah. That's right. You can, you can see one of the top lectures. <laughs> For the Magic Word Podcast. That was J.D. Stewart. Okay, here's your money now. I'll pay you. <laughs> Scotty out. <laughs>We just finished the uh, evening show over here, and it was great. Dick Olson, who is the president of the uh, this year's CAOM convention, was the master of ceremonies, and he opened then uh, by introducing David and Jake Rangel, who did a uh, father and son, uh, a nice little kind of a duo act, followed by Bill Palmer, who was the guest of honor, and he was uh, given a couple of presentations, got an award uh, that... Gene Protus came up and had given him along with uh, Dick, and then also John Midgley uh, had a framed portrait of him that he had drawn, which is pretty cool. And then we uh, rounded that out with Harry Maurer uh, doing his uh, professional act that he kills people with all over the country and from uh, shore to shore with all of the cruise ships that he works and everything. And uh, uh, Harry uh, had worked at the Magic Island a lot uh, in the years uh, gone by when uh, the Magic Island used to be open here in Houston, which closed back in 2008. And so I have with me now, actually, the fellow who is the entertainment director of the uh, Magic Island, and he also a past president of the Texas Association. You know him. You love him. I certainly do. I love the name Scott. That's him, Scott Hollingsworth. Hey, Scotto. Hey, how are you, Scott? <laughs> I'm nothing less than fantastic. Well, it's I good to say first name, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... Uh, you have, you know, you lived in Austin, moved back to Houston, and so uh, you got right in the area, kind of. So, yeah, we moved to Austin uh, because of medical reasons, and uh, it was a wonderful thing that we basically uh, received some great news and everything. So everything's well. So we moved back to the Houston area, and uh, looking forward to picking up where we left off. Yep. And uh, we'll move, we'll move into uh, the community of magic uh, like we did before, yep. and. Uh, and be part of it. And, That's great because the ring, uh, IBM ring, is named after you. The Scott Hollingsworth, the ring number thirty-nine. It's, it's yeah. an honor, and I really, really appreciate it every day of my life. Yeah. I think how honored I am to have that named after me. Well deserved. I mean, you were really the uh, uh, focal point of the uh, of magic in Houston community over here. Uh, again, being entertainment director, so many people coming and going, and you have so many friends around the world uh, over there, and so it had to be pretty fulfilling to see a lot of these people who started the Magic Island and then yeah. grow. I mean, Chip. Romero and Oscar Munoz, I mean, you name it. You yeah. Know. Well, it's, it was an honor, and uh, as I've always said to everybody, I was the 
right person at the right time at the right place uh, with my personality and my uh, my way of doing things it seemed to work with the owners at that time mm-hmm. and uh, it just fit right in and uh, it it worked out real real well I think for the magic, magic community uh, and it's been an honor for me to look back on it and say golly did I do all of that <laughs> I was just listening to a podcast recently by a friend of mine, uh, John Gaspard, who uh, has written the books uh, about uh, Eli Marks. Eli Marks is a uh, magic magician detective, and he has a thing called uh, Behind the Page, and he was talking with Bill Arnold, who had done triple ca- ca- cappuccino, I think it was, or triple, I'd forgotten. Anyway, how, a, a play. What was it called? Do you remember the triple? Uh, well, you know, he was a part of the... Uh, the um, Oh, the musical group that um, came to Magic Island all the time. Uh, I'm trying to think. But he was one of the original guys who was a close-up and worked with you, Bill Arnold. He was brought in from California uh, through uh, that group and was the... Three, three magicians, Bill Arnold, myself, and the Kent Bingham. Was Kent Bingham, that was the other guy. Was yeah. other guy. And the three of us handled the close-up magic. At that time, I wasn't emceeing or, or booking yeah. acts or anything. Yeah. I was just one of the close-up magicians. And uh, he was a great entertainer and a great uh, great guy. Yeah, Bill, I have lost track of him and what he's doing. Now. It was triple espresso, that's what it was. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyhow, yeah, no. yeah, he's still uh, doing magic, and it was kind of cool to hear him and talking about some stories because he had worked, I think, also with the uh, Magic Island out in uh, California. California. Yeah, out in Newport Beach, California. Him and Kent both that were out there. And uh, they, uh, uh, with, I'm trying to think of the, the musical group with the long beards and those guys, um, they got, they, they were just buddy, buddy, buddies. And he, he said, come to me one evening and said, Scott, I'm going to take a, a road tour with this group. And I said, Are you going to be singing? And he said, No, I'm going to be doing the magic. Yeah. I said, Magic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ZZ Tops is who they were, oh. that, that group, and uh, because they frequent Magic Island all the time. And yeah, I Billy Gibbons was there. I remember yeah, Billy Gibbons all the time, all the time. And and uh, ZZ Tops were a very popular group when they all came in. It was a very, very uh, celebrity type of time. Get pictures taken with him. And when Bill came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, I'm going to bow out very graciously and and uh, leave." And I'm on tour with, with ZD Tops yeah. doing magic. And I said, wow, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Bill was a favorite of mine. He was a real good guy. Well, you were, as I mentioned, were a past president of the Tech Association of Magicians. And yeah. we had it here in Houston. And uh, he did a great job back then and uh, have continued, uh, you know, to enjoy. I know the TAOM, you've, you've come for years and years and years. How many of these do you think you've attended? Um, I, I'm going to go way back and, 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 and say... In 1957, I graduated from high school. Um, the magic shop that we had in Houston was called uh, Howard's Fun Shop. Mysterious Howard was his name. Mm-hmm. Mysterious Howard. And he said, son, if you like magic, you ought to go to the convention that we're going to have. And I went to the first convention of my, my career was 1957 in Houston. And golly, it changed my whole life. (laughs) I didn't even know magic existed at that time, other than at the fun shop, you know. But to see other, did they have dealers back then? Oh, they they had they had they had four or five dealers there. But I got to meet people like Don Allen and several of the 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 big names that that I grew up to appreciate and learn. And it was just a fantastic world for me. That was my in fact. I joined TAOM 
before I joined the local IBM and, and SAM ring at that time. There was no, in my mind, there was no TAOM. But when I when I went to the convention, I had to join the TAOM. Yeah, <laughs> and that was my first magic. And uh, that was my first experience in magic in the Houston area. Yeah. Yeah. But and then it, you continued on from oh, there. Yeah, so from you there, just got involved year, in magic and thought, man, this is great. A year yeah. after that, I was, I was wanting to go to the TAOM convention. Are there any particular acts that stand out? It's like, oh, I remember so-and-so that was impressive over the yeah. years. Well, I've seen C.J. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen many, many acts. Yeah. But uh, Kikuchi, I, uh, I remember, did a lot of fire acts. Yeah, you know? we, had, we had him there. We had uh, almost everybody that uh, that was, you know... There were very few stage magicians at that time because really it was it was a, either you worked cruise ships or you were out in the world and you yeah. worked Vegas and that was really before Vegas really yeah. caught on at that mm-hmm. time and uh, all the big acts were a lot of local acts a lot of state acts but uh, I remember seeing Marvin Roy uh, yeah. Mar- uh, uh, Marvin Carroll yeah. Mr. Electric Mr. Yeah. Electric and uh, he impressed me a great deal and. Um, I really uh, was impressed with with um, uh, Goshman and all the close-up workers that came through at that time. Yeah, and, uh, and just about everybody, really. Everybody yeah. that was coming through because TAOM was one of the few conventions mm-hmm. that you know IBM and SAM and and, uh, and the state convention was uh, TAOM. TAOM has always been a pretty big fish. Yeah, always, yeah, always been, and uh, got to meet all the dealers that were big at that time, and uh, it was a fun, fun. Just like a Christmas for me mm-hmm. uh, when, when going to the first uh, TOM, and I look forward to every one of them ever since. And, and so, you uh, recommend other people who haven't oh, been to a convention yeah, they should come? I haven't been to a TOM. Yeah. I, I think yeah, it, yeah. it's as good as IBM and SAM. I hate to say that because I'm <laughs> a member of both of them, but I just feel like the camaraderie that yeah. we all have, the friendship. And the trouble is, we've all grown up together. Yeah. And we've gotten kind of old together. Don't say that, <laughs> don't say that out loud. But, uh, and uh, we know the grandkids and the kids yeah. and all that together. We have so much in common and fun yeah. things to so talk about. Yeah. Well, Scott, oh, good talking to you. It's good, good seeing you as always. Always, and always. thank you for all that you've done in oh, the magic great. community worldwide thank you for us. And, and, and best of luck. And let's do this again sometime soon. <laughs> right. Okay. And so for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Scott Hollingsworth. Scotty out. One of the people who we just happened to walk by was C.J. Johnson that Scotto had mentioned, by the way. And I wanted to talk with C.J. because uh, very thankfully we have a wonderful fill-in for Mario the Maker because Mario was supposed to be here to do his uh, magic show for children. And since he couldn't come because of some medical reasons within the family, uh, we were able to get C.J. Johnson to uh, come down. And so what a great replacement and how fortuitous that you might happen to be in the right place at the right time. So, C.J., good to see you. Hey, buddy. Yeah, it was good to be available. <laughs> good to be available, yeah. Glad you could. Did Kim come as your sister? She's, she's coming down tomorrow. She okay. had already made plans. I mean, we just found out Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we're going to be doing it, so she already had plans, so she's drinking with her girlfriends right now, (laughs) and uh, is coming down in the morning, hopefully won't drink too much, because she's got to drive in the morning. (laughs) So you had your things already packed and ready to go, or you, when I talked with you recently, you just come back from the East Coast or something? We had been in Pennsylvania, it's it's college orientation season, so we've been all over the place, but we, uh, I guess we found out Tuesday that we were coming, and uh, Tuesday, I had to 
I had to load the truck, uh, and then we had to, Wednesday morning we had to go to Natchitoches, Louisiana for a show, and then we drove back Thursday and got back, and I came, because I didn't want to have to load everything when it's 110 degrees. Right, no, of course not. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, fortunately, you know, we're doing, it, had they asked us to do 10 minutes, it would have taken me a long time to pack. Yeah. But they're like, hey, can you come and do your full show? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's easy. I just put these cases. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's so much easier to do. The whole show. Yeah, way yeah. easier. So is that going to be a 90-minute show, or what are you going to do? Uh, it'll be uh, about 65 minutes we'll try to keep it okay. to. And I wanted to go a little bit of detail because this is going to be uploaded tonight, so people who are listening to this might hopefully want to say, hey, I need to come and see the show because we do sell daily tickets, daily passes, and so you'll have a chance on Saturday, you listeners, if you're anywhere near the Houston area, to rush over here to see the show and some lectures and the contests and everything else is going to be happening on Saturday. So what are some of the things that you're going to be doing? As you say, you and Kim are going to be helping. You've got to yeah, cut some illusions. We, no, we've scaled down uh, the show quite a bit. It all fits in the back of my uh, Jeep Gladiator now. We don't mm-hmm. carry a trailer anymore. As I get older, I want to carry less stuff. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it still plays really big, and it's still way yeah. more stuff than most people are carrying for a pack. It's not a pack small kind of a right. show. Uh, but we've done some cool stuff. Uh, we are doing uh, a le- levitation of a girl from the audience, um, and that's you know, that's the only illusion mm-hmm. type thing. But you know, it's a it's a definite stage show, and it's the show yeah. that we do all the time. Are uh, you doing a lot of college uh, shows still? College circuit? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, not with magic, but I do the game shows and game shows for okay. colleges, and and uh, they're. You know, a little, they were a little bit slower last year. They're picking up, uh, picking up this year, and uh, I mean we're we're busy through December. So if I could I could get by with just what we have, and yeah. I'm pretty sure there will be a time it'll be like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I know one of the other people we've got here this weekend is Christopher Carter, who of course has won a multi award winner on on yeah. the, uh, the college circuit, and was telling me that kind of at some point it's kind of like this is a younger man's game, you know. Yeah, and uh, Chris is younger than me, which freaked me out when uh, I learned that because because he's been so well respected longer than me. Like when we came into the market, uh, he was very very kind to to me and to uh, Brushwood uh, with his with his knowledge. Like he really told you if you had a question, he gave you a real answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a lot of guys were like, well, you know, and they would bluster and they wouldn't. They wouldn't right. tip anything that they learned, but uh, Chris has always been super, super open. I remember we were, like, panicking because we'd had a rough travel time. We're like, well, what's going to happen if if we don't make a gig? You know, it's like right. we just can't let that happen. And uh, uh, I was talking about this with, with Brian just the other day, uh, and I remembered it as him saying, well, that's going to happen someday. And Brian's like, no. What he said was, well, I guess they're not going to pay you. If that had never occurred to us that – it was a possibility that travel was going to get screwed up one day and you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Chris just told us, it's like, it's going to happen. Long enough timeline, it's going to happen. And they're going to reschedule you, or they aren't. But nobody's going to be mad at you forever. It's just the way it is. Yeah, it's just the way it is. Yeah. You get started to get used to it now. Yeah, yeah. But I know more people. I, uh, I adore Chris. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know more guys who are in the college market who are there because they saw Chris perform 
at their college, and they talked to him afterwards and asked him questions, and he was very open and giving uh, to them. And there's, I mean, at least a dozen people who are college magicians and hypnotists. Who, Directly because of him? Because they'll, they'll point to that moment and that time after a show when they were a student and say, I'm here because of Chris Carter. Huh. And that, that's a great, it's a cool legacy. Well, you've been coming to the GAOM for a long number of years. I mean, you're a Texas raised and born. I yeah, mean, I think uh, I think this marks 32, something okay. like that. I've got my little, I left my metal. Willard, uh, Order uh, Willard. Yeah. I left it at home, but I remembered where it was, and so I, I asked him, I was like, hey, would you bring that metal? Because there's only one day a year that it's okay for me to wear it. <laughs> And all it means is I've been around. But, yeah, well, I think uh, in 1991 was my first uh, first TAOM, and we came and we competed, and uh, I won uh, Best Comedy Magic Act then. And Mitch Harwood, Misto the Magi, uh, won... Uh, close-up. Uh, he won close-up. He won club and close-up. Mm-hmm. He was the first time somebody had won two. And John Mooring won stage... And Ash Adams won junior. Wow, what a so, good year that yeah, was. That was, uh, that was. I was kind of looking around to see Ash because I was like, oh, we want to get a picture of, <laughs> of all of that. But, uh, but yeah. Well, a lot of times you're working and you don't get to attend the, this convention. I think, well, I don't remember the last time. I remember we did smoke some cigars. We were out here, was it in Fort Worth? Were you at the Fort Worth a few years ago? Or? I don't remember. It's been, uh, I think it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I came in Austin. Uh, a couple of years ago, but I, mean, I never, yeah. I never know, and I can't ever commit until like the, the week beforehand because if I get a gig, sure. And uh, in in fact, uh, David Rangel called me and asked if I was available this weekend, and I was like, well, yeah, I am. You need me to cover something for you? And then later, he's like, well, maybe. <laughs> and uh, and then Jamie called me, and he's like, uh, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like. I'm thinking about going to TAOM, but I'm not positive because I've just had some time on the road. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what if I can make it worth your while? It's like, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> so Things kind of came together. Yeah, right I'm place, so right glad. time. Because it's like family. I'm walking around and I yeah. see every, every, everybody here I know yeah. and love. Uh, there's, you know, there's hardly anybody that I try to avoid. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I'm excited uh, about moving where I just did to Georgetown. Oh, so now we're like 15 minutes away from each yeah. other. So you and I are going to be best friends and see each other great. a lot, you know, soon. Yeah, I love, I love that you called me and we're, we're like, hey, it's, we're, we're thinking about maybe coming over at six, and I'm like, oh, I'm not even there. But I'll, I'll set it up. I'll get you the code to the tavern, and, and even if I'm not there, you can bring friends over. I can go over and have a beer, even yeah. though you're not home. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Won't even be the first time. <laughs> well, CJ, it's always good to see you, and uh, it will be. I'm, I'm looking forward to spending a lot more time with you then as well because you've always been a good friend. And uh, I would recommend to people, by the way, if you've not had a chance to hear more from CJ, that you should go back and listen to an episode we did at the Tent Tavern. It's been a few years back, yeah. uh, and I don't remember when it was, but do, go search the archives and uh, do a search for CJ Johnson. And we went into a lot more detail about the uh, college circuit and kids' shows and uh, yeah, yeah. your lectures and things. So. Yeah, I don't remember when it was, but uh, I mean, it might have been during the pandemic. But no, it's it part of that. that. No, yeah, it had to be like five that. years ago, I think. Yeah. yeah. Time passes, man. You, you know, know, it's so weird because to me, it's like I just I just realized, I looked at a bag of potato chips and it was, <laughs> it was $5.99. I'm like, what is going on? 
I'm like, did you get these at a like a, a gas station at yeah. an airport? Yeah, where they charge and more. Yeah. She's like, my wife's like, uh, no, that's what potato chips cost, and and I'm still stuck in this world of chips are a dollar ninety nine, and a hotel room is <laughs> seventy five bucks. Yeah, a magic convention's one hundred and twenty five bucks, and uh, and. Yeah, it's uh, time's weird. Yep, hard to wrap our heads around modern economics and everything. Well, CJ, always good to uh, see you, and good luck with the show tomorrow. And also, you're going to be in a panel discussion uh, yes. for uh, children's uh, magic. Yeah, and it'll be in the evening, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought it was on Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. but it'll be Saturday evening, so uh, that could be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. kids' magic uh, panel discussion, like 10 o'clock or something. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to be loose enough that uh, you're going to get all the real stuff. That sounds great. C.J., thanks very much. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was C.J. Johnson. Scotty out. Yeah, man. Thank you.